Welcome back, folks. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com joining you again for some chronic wellness. We are picking up with our fourth segment of my interview with Mike Porath. So here he is, founder and CEO of TheMighty.com. And um, yeah, if you are not there, get there because it is a powerful platform for any of us with health conditions to talk about. Here we go. That, well, I was going to ask you about how the name came about, so I so appreciate that that story just came organically. Yeah. Uh, what are your hopes for the Mighty and the platform for the future? What would you like to see or what is coming? What, <laughs> tell me more about uh, what, what we're looking to in the future for the Mighty. Uh, I think one of the things that we're we're trying to do more of is um, is really understanding the impact that it's, ha it's it's having on people. We know it's a positive impact. We're doing a lot of research with institutions uh, like Harvard and Columbia, University of Maryland, UCLA, and others to really actually look at um, the impact that it's having on, on on folks. So, for instance, that we did a, a our first study that we did with Harvard, which was about a six month study looked at um, um, actually uh, suicide. I mean, we have a platform where people are very open around suicidal thoughts and things like that. And they actually approached us and said they were fascinated by how vulnerable people were on the platform. Um, and, uh, and it was a research team that specifically focused on, on um, suicide. And they said, we believe that your content and participating in your community is likely helping people, but we want to figure that out and we could be wrong. <laughs> it could be a trigger in some ways. Right. And so um, when we said, well, we would certainly like to understand, you know, better, like what the impact is. And so, um, so we did this project and it turned out it hasn't been published yet, but the results were yes. In fact, we were actually decreasing suicide ideation among folks. And so now we're, uh, we're doing actually a second study to go much deeper in there, but um, we're doing different disease states with some different researchers at institutions. To, re to look at the impact and to see, you know, the more we understand about how we're helping people, um, the better experience I think we can provide. So that's, in terms of the future, uh, much of it is going to be geared based on, you know, actually like scientific results on what's yeah. happening in the community, the impact of it, and then how we can uh, create a better experience to, you know, continue to, you know, help people that way. And then the other I would say is just, you know, how do we reach a lot more people? So, um, as you said, we've, you know, we've been around for, we started six years ago and you discovered us a year ago, right? <laughs> so how do we get in front of a lot more people so that they can, you know, find us? We have uh, 3 million members in the community now. Um, our stories reach a whole lot more people. We've actually, about a third of our members are outside the U.S. And so um, we, you know, we reach a lot of, uh, of people internationally. However, um, the folks that are writing in different languages, people have pub have written, I think, in about a little over 70 languages at this point on the platform. But the truth is, we're not serving those folks very well. We don't translate our content in all their languages and all of those things. So um, I think we have a, a long way to go to actually take the experience that we have in English and actually make it accessible for people, no matter what language that they, you know, whatever their native languages are. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. It's exciting, but it's a, it's a tall task. challenge. <laughs> a challenge. The and I expect there are people worldwide eager to be a part of that solution. 
inevitable, yes. I mean, that's one of the nice things about starting something that, um, you know, I think uh, almost anyone would look at us and say, you're doing, you know, some, some type of social good is that it's a lot easier to ask for help, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and there are a lot more people who want to help. And just in terms of growing the, the team, most of the people um, that work here uh, have health conditions themselves. Um, some take care of, you know, people with health conditions. Um, but we got, we got really talented people who made a decision to join this because they believe deeply in the mission. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily about the pay or, you know, other things. It was that they really wanted, they were at a point in their career where they wanted to really contribute to something that was maybe more meaningful than, you know, past work experiences. Yeah. Um, and so again, I think starting something that is a, a an enterprise that is seen as, as doing some good in the world, um, it, it actually is, makes it easier to grow because there are a lot of people who want to contribute in some way. Yeah. Well, and uh, the results study, like the one from Harvard and others in the future, is proving that it's not just seen as doing good in the world. Like, it is, there's documented <laughs> evidence that it's doing some good in the world, aside from just um, transforming the experience of people like myself who feel alone in our experiences and feel isolated and need reminders that I am not my disease and yeah. uh, I am not alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. When you, when you say that, you know, that I am not alone, one of the things we discovered, um, and it took us a little time to figure this out was what we're ultimately solving for is isolation. Um, it's not that, you know, we're not providing, you know, medical services to people and all of that, but the emotional impact, um, that is there is, is, it's so great. And when, again, someone gets, um, diagnosed with, with something that, again, it's unexpected and, um, those feelings of being, you know, lost, uh, scared, alone, they're so real. And, um, it's, it's, you know, I think that's ultimately where the mighty comes into play is, you know, we want it to be easier and easier for folks to find others like them yeah. that have gone through this. And then again, that the power of shared experiences um, in health is, it's just so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, if we can capture a bit of that, I think we can, you know, continue to do a lot more good in the world. I agree. And, and even as you say that, I'm thinking about the times that I am likely to respond to a comment on the mighty. And so, you know, if somebody says, my pain is out of control today, or my spouse, you know, didn't understand this thing that happened, or my family wanted me to do this thing and didn't understand when I said I can't because my pain, the, 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 the most common thing I find myself replying to on the mighty is, that seems so painful. I can tell that you're hurting. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, just... The, and it's the exact same medicine I need is why I know to say it. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm only saying back to them what I know I need said to myself in those moments. Yes. Um, and, and even the, it's the emotional side, but then there's always, there's, you know, tips out there. I mean, I remember um, one of the things that my daughter really struggled with early on was um, what they call pincher grass, uh, which is just putting your thumb and forefinger, you know, together. And most kids just pick it up at some point and they just get it. And, and she didn't. And, you know, we had her working with physical therapists, and occupational therapists and all that. And um, it was, it was uh, stressful because we couldn't, you know, I could tell it was, it was upsetting to her. She couldn't pick something up and put it in her mouth or, you know, something like that. And um, in one of those moments of frustration, I put on a, a message board 
um, you know, has anyone else experienced this? And it was a woman from like, you know, halfway around the world who replied back, you know, very quickly after I posted it saying, yeah, I've been through this, here's what to do. And she said, get a sock, um, cut two holes in it for her forefinger and her thumb, go find her favorite food, you know, put a sock on the other hand and put that favorite food in front of her and she's going to figure out new motivation right new motivation genius (laughs) but it was a doctor's not going to give you that advice i mean i you know huge respect for doctors in the medical you know profession but they have not had this experience before another mom like has you know and and again that was just one of those moments that stuck in my head saying like the future of healthcare could really be you know, much more around people coming together and sharing that the wisdom that we've all gained through our life experiences, but applying it particularly to health. Yes. And, um, and that's, you know, one of the things that we're, that we're trying to do. And it's great to, you know, go on the, go on the app and I'm scrolling through and I see little things like that. I'm like, wow, that I, I get how impactful small things like that can be because I've lived through them. Well, and well, I'm, potent thing to imagine that um that we can sort of crowdsource our own solutions because you are offering this platform all right folks you will not want to miss tomorrow our fifth and final interview the wrap-up with mike porath where he talks a bit about wellness for himself what lights him up what keeps him functioning and i hope that prompts you to think about how you do that yourself, what self-care looks like, how you're meeting your own needs. And as ever, I'm so grateful for your time and attention. And I hope that you are paying attention to your own spirit and well-being. And until we're together again, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and attention. And please make space and time and effort to be well.